A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. I am regretting a decision that I just made. Which one of many is that? (laughs) This one involves my water. I'm trying to be healthier. So rather than chugging coffee, as I am known to do, Uh, and then I get very fidgety. How well I know. Yep. But now I've decided to go to natural spring water, right? Uh Because nothing is fine. Why is your natural spring water yellow? Well, and look at all the floaties in there. So we have... Oh. Yeah, I know. We have lemon juice. What is that? Lemon concentrate? Yeah, lemon juice. Uh Lemon juice. And I thought, I'm going to just put... Just a little bit of that in my water, and that'll just make it a little more How fancy. How old is that lemon juice? Because well, it's been in our fridge a while. That's what you said. You said, are you sure you want to drink that? And me being the stubborn, oh. manly guy that I am, I said, of course I am. And I'm not going to back down. But let me tell you, the taste, I really can't put my finger on it. Well, yeah, and those, I never noticed the chunks until you pointed them out. It looks like cottage cheese floating in your water. Oh, you had to say that. That's what it looks like. Well, I don't it's know. It's it white, chunky, floaty things. Anyway, we're going to see how long I can make it. We got 40 minutes. I don't know how long it takes. Food something poisoning like this doesn't to... set in for six hours usually. Oh, so I'm fine. Yes. I'm fine for now. Yes, then you better just be at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Noon noon on. Yeah. It's, I'm going to be on the watch, watch list. The kids are going to be paying attention. <laughs> yeah. wonder what's happening with dad. Anyway, so if something goes really, really south. <laughs> really awry. With, with this lemon juice, I'll be sure to let everybody know. No, please don't. No okay. one wants to but know. But what are we talking about today besides that? We've got good stuff. We do Every have a lot of good, good stuff. stuff. But today, uh huh. well, first off, at the end, yeah. we're going to talk about cleaning paint spills out of carpet. Yeah. Because there's a trick that I do. Mm-hmm. I'm a spiller <laughs> yes, from way you back. Are. <laughs> and yes, you I are. know how to clean up a mess. Uh huh. And my method works really well. I'm going to tell you what that is. But mm-hmm. the middle of the show is something you do not want to miss if yeah. you are thinking about possibly getting a high efficiency fireplace wood burning insert. Or a high-efficiency fireplace for your home. A wood stove. It's all wood if it's pellets or if it's anything that you put logs yes. into and it's high-efficiency, whether it be an insert, um, a wood stove, or anything like that. They're- the EPA is coming out with some new regulations, and it's actually going to save you a ton of money. But like all good things, it's going to quickly come to an end, so you have to get on it now. We're going to talk with Rob Kakowski from Heritage Fireplace and Design Center all about that. He is excited because the he savings is. are huge. They're, yeah. And you've only got till May. You're going to want to hear about that. That's coming up next. But right, right now, let's talk about paint mistakes. Yeah. Right? They're common. Paint mistakes. Paint mistakes are common. I know we've talked on the show. Remember, was it two last year at the Home and Garden Show, one of those okay. shows that we were yeah. at, um, a listener came by, and I remember talking to him about a project, and he kind of waved us off and said, you know, he loves the show, he, but he hires all his painting done. And I said, uh-huh. no, come on, everybody can do it. You know, and we're great, right. you know, help yeah. you find the contractor and all yeah, of that, yeah. but you can do it. And mm-hmm. he said, no, I can't. You don't know. Do you remember the story? It was the craziest story I've ever heard. 
that wasn't me. <laughs> he was right. painting a tiny little bathroom with his wife. Oh, yes, this one. And yeah, and his wife had said exactly what I was mm-hmm. saying. You can do it. She's always been right. the painter, but she convinced him, you can do it. Let's just yeah. get in there. It'll be a team effort. Mistake number one. Yes. <laughs> and he said he got his little tray out. Mm-hmm. She had her tray and he started painting and he bumped something with the tub. Yeah. So he got paint on something that he shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. So he set the tray down, mm-hmm. grabbed a rag, wiped it off. Yes. Feeling pretty good. Took a mm-hmm. step back, stepped on the edge of his tray and flipped it straight up into his shin. Mm-hmm. So all the paint, everything all over his foot, all yep. over his shoe, dripping all over the floor. Right. He's just stunned. It's a disaster. So then he's, he's and he's demonstrating in the booth. He's holding his head and, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? Right. He said, I just needed to sit down for a second. So he sits down on the toilet. And that's where his wife had left her paint tray. Yeah. So he sits in her paint tray. So now he's just like the giant paint man. Yeah. She told mm-hmm. him, stop helping. I retract yeah. what I said. Not everybody can do it. <laughs> and he was sent somewhere else. Maybe this right. was all some grand ploy. Well, it could be. But paint mistakes do happen. That yeah. kind of paint mistake is pretty extreme. Yes. And that's one I don't know that we can really help. No, but we can help you get the carpet cleaned. Yes. Or the rugs cleaned. And that's yes. at the end of the show. Right. But now let's deal with some common paint mistakes that we see in the stores at Repco Light and Port City Paints all the time. We try to catch them, stop people from making them. Yeah. But sometimes we don't get all the information until the aftermath starts yeah, to play out. That and is true. My favorite, well, favorite, the first one, let's mm. say, one that really I can relate to is jumping the gun. On a project. Yeah, that well, happens when people, you know, plan, they sit there and go Thursday night, oh, you know, I'd really like to repaint the living room and I want to do it on Saturday. So you have now left yourself one day to go and choose your paint color, mm-hmm. to go and get your paint, all the supplies, do all the prep work, all of those things that you need to do. Yeah. You've left yourself one evening to do. And that happens all the time. It We're does. watching something on TV and we just think, you know what, painting I the can room. Do that. Because painting the room. Generally, you know, if, if you do a fair amount of painting, mm-hmm. painting the living room can go very fast. Yeah. You know, a few hours mm-hmm. on a Saturday and you got it done. We can what, project. What you don't think about is, like Betsy said, all the prep work and all of that. And the biggest thing when, when this problem comes up mm-hmm. is, like you said, we get people in the store on a Thursday who are starting to get the panic yep. because they have to get a color. Yeah. And so what they'll do is they'll just pick a color. You know, I don't have yep. time to bring in a cushion or I didn't think to. I'm on my way home. Mm-hmm. I just need a tan. I just need a gray. Well, the thing right. is, if you're not comparing it to, you know, you're looking at the colors in your setting with your lighting, you can make a huge mistake because tan isn't always tan. Right. Gray isn't just gray. Yeah. People are always surprised when they're looking at colors and you show them, you know, five, six, seven different grays. And one is very blue, one is very green, one is very yellow, so on and so forth. When compared to each other, they look that way. Right. Separated by themselves, they look gray. But if you put them in certain lights or if you put them with certain things, all of a sudden you have a pink room instead of the tan or beige that you thought you were going to have. I just talked to a customer Mm -hmm. at, I think, the bank. I was depositing money, of which I would like more, but I had (laughs) what I had, so I deposited what I had, and she knows I work at Repcolite, and Mm -hmm. she brought up a pink room. She bought a tan and she said, I have no idea tan could lean towards pink. Yeah. And now she's got this room that she's got to repaint. Mm-hmm. That all happens when you don't give yourself enough time. The other thing that happens is a huge amount of stress increases. Right. Because you've created this superficial deadline. Mm-hmm. You know, a Saturday, I got to be done. So you have a ton of work to try to do. And then you try to get all that painting done. You cut corners. 
quite often this whole thing bombs out. Yeah. Akin to this Mm -hmm. is another mistake that we really try to catch and stop right away when we know what's going on, if we can. We try to give people the best advice possible. Uh Doing the whole surprise makeover thing is not a recommended plan. It looks great on TV. It seems to work on TV. In real life, it doesn't usually play out too well. And you know what? Parents quite often do this to their kids. Like the kids go away to camp or the kids go away for the weekend or whatever. And then, you know, this is their birthday surprise. And then it's not what the kids want. You don't do this to people. Let them be involved because people want to feel like they have something invested in what is happening. It's so, so personal. It's their space. Yeah. Usually it's it's their room that you're doing. Yeah. They want to have a, a, a part to play mm-hmm. in that, and you don't want to just steer it in a certain direction. Sometimes right. it works. Yeah, sometimes it But it, it does, does sometimes end poorly. Yeah. Another mistake is not using quality products. Yeah. You know, and this happens a lot of the times with roller covers. Mm-hmm. People will try to cheap out. They'll buy good paint and buy a cheap cover or a cheap brush. The right. thing you need to remember with that is that roller or that brush, that's what's affecting the look of the finished paint on your wall. Mm-hmm. You can buy great paint cheap out on the roller cover, and your end results can look very poor. Right. Also, make sure you go and splurge for a good gallon of paint. You're probably going to pay 5 to $8 more. Right. Maybe a little more, depending, but on an average room, it's two gallons, and it's going to hold up better, wash up better, cover better, hide better, apply better. It's, it's just win-win right. all the way around for a few extra bucks. Well, and that leads me to one last common mistake that people make, and it's they don't do the prep work, and especially the cleaning. I, I'm thinking of kitchen cabinets when they don't get washed well. You can buy the best gallon of paint, but it's only going to be as good as the surface that you're putting it on. So if it is not completely clean... It doesn't matter how good that paint is because it's not going to stick to something that's dirty. Prep work is boring. But it is key. It's mind-numbing. Yep. But it's absolutely critical to the success of a job. So take the time to do that. Another reason not to just jump into a project on On a weekend. On a Thursday. (laughs) Unless it's a small project. Right. Like a piece of furniture. Whatever you decide to do, we'd gladly love to help you figure out the best way to go forward. Just stop out at any Repco Lighter Port City Paint Store. Tell us what you're working on, and we'll help you figure it out. Absolutely. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking about those savings mm-hmm. that you can accumulate if you're looking for a fireplace insert or a wood-burning fireplace, stove, whatever. Yep. That's all coming up next. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. So I was talking to my dad this morning, mm-hmm. and he was commenting on how he has this problem with his fireplace insert. He said, I think he said, I can full see. Full of raccoons? No, I oh. can see right through it. No, he has a problem with mice. Oh, he can see that. right through it. Yes. And he I'm like, might have raccoons soon. <laughs> Once work or gets something. out. It's, it's very old, and he was talking about how he was going to have to replace it. And I told him, well, don't do anything just yet because we're going to talk with Rob Kakowski from Heritage Fireplace and Design Center. And so I'll get the scoop for you on what you should do. So without further ado, Rob, thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for having me. Good to see you again. So 
you emailed and said that there is something coming up, which is why I told my dad to wait on getting his new insert, because I said there's some information that we're going to get from Rob that's going to be really important to what you want to do. So why don't you hit us with whatever this big news is? Well, I'll try not to bore you too much, but... <laughs> I'll just shut you down. <laughs> there, hey, that works, too. If you hear a sudden, you know, silence... silence. Replaced by <laughs> carnival music. <laughs> well, uh-huh. the, the big reason I would... I just wanted to get it out to your listeners that... Uh, that uh, there is something coming on the pipe. It's a really good opportunity for a lot of people to potentially save a lot of money. Uh, long story short, uh, the government, the EPA is stepping in, and there is new EPA regulations launching. And as of May 15, 2020, anything that is not recertified, wood-burning stove, pellet stoves, wood-burning fireplaces, high-efficiency stuff, mm-hmm. all that stuff has to be out of showrooms, has to be cleared out of inventory by all dealers, distributors, manufacturers, gone. Otherwise, they become boat anchors. Holy smokes. So what's happening right now, there's a heavy fine levied on whoever Mm -hmm. has it. So what's happening and what you're starting to see... The the distributor, you guys. Whoever's got it. Yeah, not not the homeowner. Homeowner is safe. You are fine. You can use your stove. You can continue to use your stove. So what's happening is is they're recertifying all these products. Mm -hmm. These products are now going to be more expensive in the 2020 certified stuff. That's one. But more importantly, whatever any dealer... Go to your local dealer. See what they have in stock because this, if these are boat anchors, you have a tremendous opportunity to save a lot of money. Get them off their shelves. Get them out of their inventory. If they don't have any, mm-hmm. have them call their distributor. They may have somebody. Have them call the manufacturer. They may have some. But this is a really good chance for somebody who's been looking but doesn't want to make that investment to get something that's in perfectly good condition that's going to be superbly heavily discounted. So I, I think it's just a win-win for everybody if you can get that out to listeners. So, so the new ones, the new um, the certifications that they have to meet. Yep. These new ones are they are these going to be more efficient? Are they better? Are they how do they compare to the old ones? Well, the the thing that the EPA is regulating is emissions. So your efficiency levels aren't changing. They may when they retest be a little bit different. But the big thing is, is they're actually reducing emissions. And they're going basically from 4.5 grams per hour to 2.5 grams per hour, which back from the 80s until the first certification to cut down and then it's down to 4.5, mm-hmm. 2 grams per hour is very, very small and negligible. So um, I don't want to get pol- political on this, but it's, it's a very small change. You won't see much difference, but it's a very big number to hit and a very big price increase. And, and what's happening is a lot of these stoves – uh, in order to hit that, not change the efficiency. Again, you're not going to get any more efficient. Mm-hmm. You're just going to produce a little bit less emissions. They're putting things like catalysts in them um, just to hit the number. So now you've got another piece that you have to replace, a little bit mm-hmm. more maintenance. You know, that, that's something that's going to be even more cost prohibitive to people going down the line. So if you can get one that's pre-2020, right. you can save some money and you can have basically the same product that you're going to have in 2020. So do you know roughly what the price increase is? Like if someone were, if this weren't happening, the stove that is a 
2019 and not a 2020. What is the price difference? I mean, are they going up by like what you would have paid in 2019? Suddenly it's, you know, a thousand dollars more in 2020. Pretty is darn close. 2000? Yeah. Oh, it, really? It, it, that much? It, it varies. I thought Betsy was just making wow. crazy talk. No, it varies by manufacturer. It depends on what they have to do. Right. Some some companies, for instance, they were already hitting hitting that number prior to it. So they okay. just get their, they have to still pay for a recertification. So they mm-hmm. still have to be recertified. So it's still going to go in, still going to be certified again. So you're going to see a price increase there. Other companies had to re-engineer things, change things, add things like catalysts. So you're paying that extra cost. So if somebody's just paying a recertification, their increase is going to be lower than somebody that had to completely re-engineer. The other Ooh. big negative is a lot of these companies, the cost, they may not be able to hit that number. So you mm. may not have that stove out in the market again. That company may not make wood-burning stoves or inserts or pellets. They may mm. stop because it may be cost prohibitive from a manufacturer standpoint to recertify everything. So now you're going to cut your selection down. Um. So you're going to have smaller selection. You're going to have higher prices. So it really is beneficial. And this is coming. This There isn't May 15th dodging of this, this year. Okay. There's the no dodging it. The train is coming. It's not going to stop. <laughs> so once May 15 hits, if a distributor like you guys... Mm-hmm. You have them. Let's say you've got some at Heritage. We're not. We're not letting the government know that you do. We're not saying that. <laughs> I do. I will not. I will not. <laughs> but, if, but if a distributor did, that's where the huge fines come in. So they're not going to have any. They're going to get rid of them. Yeah. Before May fifteenth, I'm going to have absolutely everything off my floor, one way or another, because it will be the fine is too huge, too too big of a risk. So it, it's going to hmm. be gone. So. And that's where you're saying the, the savings are enormous. What kind of savings do you see across the board? Right now, a lot of my stoves and inserts that I still have, some of my floor model displays, unburned, you know, are $1,000, $1,500 off. Wow. So it's a, it is a major savings because that I don't want to risk having it. Right. Right. So, and, and, and I don't care where you live, call your local hearth dealer. You know, it, it, this, this kind of helps anybody in our industry if we can just let the listeners know. Because a lot of people don't know that this is coming. Right. And if they look at, let's say they looked at a stove a couple months ago and said, I'm going to do this in August or mm-hmm. before next season. You're going to save a lot of money if you can do it now. Right. You know, just get out there and save yourself some money. It really will help. You know, us and, and we them. should have tax money if we're getting tax money back. Yeah, that's a good point. Probably people will be great doing whoa, 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 their taxes. Whoa, hold on. I would... Like to hear oh, that one more goodness. time. That was a good so point, just, Daniel. Well, I wanted to set it up so like I really got the full feel oh, of it. Goodness. So I'm going to just we'll have tax money back. Uh huh. But um, Betsy. Okay, now I'm going to. No, say that was. A I'm going to downgrade it to that was a relatively oh, okay. good point. We'll leave it right there because you were fishing for it. <laughs> I was, but it was such an unusual thing. It Rob just he almost choked on his coffee. He didn't know that was <laughs> I did. Uh huh. Yeah, he knows how this works. He's been here before. Yeah. He probably whatever. figures there's something wrong with you. Funny you mentioned tax savings because the government also reinstituted a $300 tax credit. So you can also, on top of that, really? file it on your taxes. So let's add that onto your savings. All right. Wow. So that's a lot of savings. Okay. So what I want to get to, but I think I want to hold this over and, and we'll get this on the other side. Do you want to make sure Rob can stay with us? Rob, can you stay with us a minute if I have you stay for a little bit. You got it. All right. So Rob can stay. I assumed mm-hmm. he could. Okay. He's just settling in. His coffee's only half full. <laughs> anyway, what I want to talk about is, you know, we've established that there's this great savings. Yep. I'd really like to dig into the products themselves. What are we talking about? And who exactly mm-hmm. can make use of that and who might want to? So okay. let's dig into that on the other side. All right. All right. We'll be back in the studio with Rob Kakowski from Heritage Fireplace and Design in just a minute. Stay tuned. 
you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. <laughs> and we come back from a break just <laughs> rollicking in mirth. Everybody's having a great time. Uh-huh. That's because Rob's here. I don't even know what was so funny, but it just kind of happened, didn't it? Yeah, We're spontaneous this, laughter. Yeah, it's, it's better than spontaneous combustion. Oh. Speaking of combustion, we're in the studio with Rob Kakowski from Heritage Fireplace and Design. Combustion, that's the fireplaces. Have Beautifully, some... done. <laughs> Beautifully done. Beautifully <laughs> done. That's what I do. I was an English major. I'm like yeah. a wordsmith, right? Uh, anyway, no. anyway, we were just talking about some incredible savings because the government clamped down on some emissions levels for fireplace inserts. Correct. And that's all coming May 15, Rob? May 15, May 15. So anybody... As a distributor mm-hmm. who's got the older models, anything pre- they're going to want to get rid of those because the fines for having them after that date are horrific, mm-hmm. Rob has explained. So we're seeing lots of savings on these fireplace inserts. Yeah. So right now, Rob, what we want to talk about are just what products are covered by this. Uh, pretty much... Uh, Almost everything that's wood burning related, but it has to be high efficiency. So things like uh, wood burning stoves, uh, wood burning inserts, uh, pellet stoves, pellet inserts, uh, high efficiency fireplaces, all of that kind of stuff is covered under this act and must be gotten rid of by that time. So now if you want to see a specific list of everything that's covered, you can go to a website. It's epa.gov slash burnwise. There's some other good pointers on there, how to burn wood, how to be energy efficient, you mm-hmm. know, um, what type of wood to burn. It's a good site to have. And again, that's epa.gov slash burnwise. Okay. So it's 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 great for knowledge base. It will give you a list of products. If you call your local hearth dealer, they will know exactly what products they have left in stock. If you're questioning it, just call them. They'll, anybody, any local deal will help you. Okay. So, so we're talking about inserts. Betsy's dad... Mm-hmm. Uh, in the previous segment, you mentioned that he can see through his insert. Is that what you were saying? I guess so. I guess I haven't looked in his fireplace. Okay, very so carefully. that makes sense. Yeah. That he's got an issue that he's going to have to have. And fixed. he has an old wood burner in the basement. That I'm thinking, if he could find something like that, that would be good too. Because I do not know how old that big wood burner that he heats the house with is. If he's financially in a spot, it's a good time. It really is. I don't know how old it is or what repair work's needed, but to get a new stove now, mm-hmm. it's, it's really in his best interest. And, and I don't like ever pressure selling people, but this is, this is an opportunity for a lot of people to save a lot of money. So if I've got a regular fireplace, I mean, what would make me think I want an insert? Why, why would I even consider this? Well, I mean, sure, there's savings, but there's savings on lots of stuff. And there's a difference between wants and needs, I don't need new underwear, too. even if that's on sale. <sighs> but do you want new underwear? I that's sure the, do. <laughs> oh, my. Why are we talking about this no on idea. the radio? I don't know. You really just don't. ruined everyone's Saturday morning by talking about your underwear. Yeah, they're done with their Cheerios now. <laughs> yep. Push that aside. Throw those away. No, but okay. So look at, we'll just be professional here, Betsy. What would make me think I want to start looking into this? Well, let's say you just had a, a traditional masonry fireplace. Yep. And your fireplace, you know, it's, it's mostly decorative. You know, you have a fire in there, you take the chill off the room, it looks pretty, you know, Christmas setting, you see everything, and mm-hmm. it's got that ambiance. Well, let's say you, you want something that's going to be more energy efficient, it's going to produce heat, actually be a heat source and be functioning. Let's say you've got a lot of square footage. Maybe you're on LP gas and you're worried about the mm. price of it going up. Let's say um, 
any of those number of factors can come into play of why somebody would want a wood burning insert. Not everybody needs one. So it, this, this isn't for everybody, but if this is something you were kicking around, that's when it's the time to act. That's what I want to get. I don't want to fear monger people into, mm-hmm. into buying and things like that. I, I really just want to educate, let people know if you are looking at the time, you know, if you were considering, you said, boy, this fireplace is drafty and this room is always cold and my lower level is freezing. That's what I wanted to get at because yeah. I think there's maybe people out there, I would have been one of them, <clears throat> except mm-hmm. we've talked to you about this before. That I would have thought, well, I'm fine. You know, yeah, I don't really need it. I don't, you know, and you're not trying to pressure sell it. But we do run our, you know, run our fireplace. We do use our fireplace. Mm-hmm. And I always know when it's going besides the fact that you can see the flames <laughs> in there. But you go to any other room in the house and it's now frigidly cold. Mm-hmm. It had gone from being nice temperature to we've got one room that's really warm. Yeah. And that's what we're going to save on, right? That's what we're going to fix by going to a high efficiency insert. Yeah, yeah. What you're doing is you reduce the amount of combustion. So you're, when you're having a fire, where is that fire pulling the combustion air from? You know, it's pulling it from your house. Mm-hmm. So you're taking air that you've already heated with a furnace, you're burning it, and you're sending it out the chimney. When you get into your really high efficiency types of products, what they're doing is, is they're not only just reducing the amount of combustion that's being used from the room, because you can dampen them down and control it. Mm-hmm. And we can get into how to burn and all that kind of stuff, and I can bore the crap out of you for hours <laughs> yeah, on I that got, stuff. Got that music I've got that ability. Play if it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just, just to kind of shorten it up a little bit, you're reducing so let's say you have a fire mm-hmm. and you have a nice big fire and you've got that thing loaded up and it goes out hour and a half two hours yeah you can take a load of wood and, and depending on the the insert or the stove that you have those are going to get you four six eight ten hours of burn time that same amount of wood so you reduce the amount of fuel usage you're lengthening your burn time you're reducing on the combustion that you're pulling from the house and you've also got secondary burn chambers and that's how you get your efficiencies up so much hmm. so the, the biggest and most important thing that you put in there is your fuel so you want good seasoned dry you know not wet wood you don't mm-hmm. want to use green wood because that will you know it's like putting bad gas in your car the, you could have a mustang gt shelby you throw crappy gas in there and it's not going to do you any it good. even does that with a ford transit connect <laughs> I was gonna, who would have thought? I, I mean, I it's. I was gonna say you probably don't even have any idea what that car is that he's talking about. No, but I know what a Ford Transit Connect is because I drive one. Right. There's so much headroom in one of those, right? But anyway, yeah, back yeah. to the other. Not that I need it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. But yeah, you put the wrong fuel in the wrong wood that's or the fix. wood that's damp or green. Yeah. And that's a problem. It's it's a huge problem. But it, let's say we're all things considered we are using a, a good dry season hardwood. Well, when when we burn, we get that secondary burn that goes on. So we're really reusing that hot flue gas that's burning a second time. It, it's a cleaner burn, it's a more efficient burn, it's going to heat your home, you know. Those are all things that people don't realize. There, and there's a lot that goes into an insert. And I don't want to just kind of fast forward it because there's a lot we're kind of breezing over, but that's a good general idea what what's going on in that system. So if that's what you, you know, live with at home or if what Rob's talking about sounds interesting, now is a time to definitely look into it and consider it. At least start looking, you know, get some prices because there's so many great deals out well, there. Well yeah, right now. because if you're if the price is gonna go up and you're not gaining any efficiency from it, you might as well buy it now while the price is going to be quite a bit cheaper than even thousand dollars more. Yeah. Even if you're looking, saying, "Boy, I'm not going to be ready until June or July or August," as long as it's out of my showroom or out of a showroom, you can go pick it up and then have it at your place. That's fine. As long as it's out, you mm-hmm. you can install as a homeowner. You can. It's not pressuring you at all. 
you are free and clear to have it. We can't. So you could buy it now, you know, take it home, have it delivered, whatever, and then install it at a later point. Now, the other thing that goes into this is let's say you've always wanted a wood stove in a room. Mm -hmm. You're still going to have to pay for venting. Like right in the center of it. Okay. But let's just say it's normal and we want it in the basement. <laughs> you know, well, basements are tricky. Okay, let's put it in a normal room. Then. <laughs> let's put it well, in the center of your living room. Back to your basement point. A lot of people that buy stoves and say, oh, my basement's always cold. I want to put it down there. What they don't realize is high-efficiency products, once you get through a ceiling, you break a barrier, basically, mm-hmm. go through a ceiling and go out a wall, now you've got to switch over to from you know a single or double wall black pipe to class A pipe. Now you're price per pipe section has gone up exponentially. Oh, really? So so when you go through a basement, let's say, you know, people aren't factoring the cost of that, that venting. And that cost of venting can get real expensive when you go a longer distance. So mm-hmm. for a wood stove, what do you recommend? I mean, well, what's the ideal? It depends. I mean, perfect situation is we want inside the housing envelope. You know, we want to be kind of close to the peak so we don't have a whole lot of stainless steel exterior. Mm-hmm. So uh, minimal vent run ex- exterior. And if we can get to a ceiling height and then punch it out, that's the best. Now, we are there to help determine locations, too. So if you said, boy, I've always thought about a stove here, how much is it going to cost? You know, and most hearth dealers are extremely knowledgeable. Go to them, just take some pictures, draw a little diagram of your house, and we can say, well, if you move it over here, you know, you're going to be straighter. You're not going to have as many elbows. That's going to help us. Mm -hmm. You're going to have less exposed pipe. That's going to save you some money. So we can always walk through the different options. A lot of times we'll have somebody who says, I'm going to put it right here, go out the wall, and then up. That's a lot of exposed stainless steel Class A pipe. That's expensive. If we kept it inside, now I can use single wall or double wall black. And then when I get to the roof, go ahead and do that. So there's, there's cost savings either way. And, and that's what we're there for. Use us. So one last quick question. We could buy this wood-burning stove or insert or whatever now, and it can still be installed later without oh, a penalty a to whoever is going to install it. Because not everyone can install this themselves. They're going to have to have someone do it. Yes. Okay. Well, that was so fast. I, that was such a really good question. And then it was just over well, like that. that. Was, it was a yes or no question. I, I was you... hoping it was a yes or no question. Because, yeah, I mean. So there's no penalty at all for you guys to install something that was purchased earlier. I can. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 there's a whole bunch of. But you take care of it. Long thing. We can install something, you know, as as long as you purchased it. I can do anything I want. All right. But, yeah. All right. I guess the big thing is just take a look. Do a little digging. If you're even remotely interested in a wood-burning, because it's wood-burning inserts, Real quick, run through We've got the items again. Pretty much all your high efficiency wood based products. So your 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 high efficiency wood fireplaces. Let's say you're building a new house, mm-hmm. and that's an idea. There's high efficiency wood fireplaces for new construction. You've got your wood stoves. You've got your wood inserts. You've got pellet stoves. You've got pellet inserts. So all that stuff is is in play on this. So all right. So any of those items, if you've even been toying around with the idea... Lots to choose from, lots of deep discounts. the time to do a little digging and get some pricing, and it's it's across the board. It's not just Heritage Fireplace and Design. This is industry-wide. This is, this is nationwide. Nationwide. So check it out. See what's available. Wherever and like Rob are. said, if the dealer you go to doesn't have it, have them check with their distributors. Absolutely, because they may be trying to unload stuff too. So even if they don't have something in stock... Ask them to go another level up and even or their manufacturer. Everybody's okay. working together on this. So All right. 
Excellent. Great information. Mm-hmm. Glad I thought of having Rob email us uh-huh. and let us know about that. Brilliant idea. It is. <laughs> well, hold on. because I should have him say that again, too. What? Brilliant idea. Yeah, he was being sarcastic. Oh. Is Rob? that a drop? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, if anyone wants to get in contact with Heritage Fireplace and Design Center, you... How do they best do that? Well, you can call our showroom at uh, 616-949-4466. You can also go on our website, www.heritagefireplace.com. I do have a list. I just updated it yesterday of things that I have discounted, so you can look through that, too. If there's something that you're interested in or you see and you want me to check my distributor, then just call. Perfect. Rob Kukowski, thanks so much for stopping by and for emailing and telling Dan that this was such a great idea. That was a good idea of mine. Uh Uh-huh. Everybody likes saving money. Everybody does. (laughs) They do. Thanks, Rob. Now, after a break, we're going to tell you how to suck it up when it comes to a paint spill in the carpet. And FYI, that is a hint on how to take care of it. That's next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, if there is something that I know a lot about, it's spilling. <laughs> How right? well I know. Yeah, like I have a spot on my shirt. Well, not a spot, an area <laughs> on my shirt. That's my salsa area, area, the children always say. Because there's always salsa spilled on No, there's on not it? always salsa there, but if I eat salsa, then there is. That's how it works. It always dribbles off my chip and lands right there, no matter what I do. No matter what I do. Well, I've also seen it on the table in front of you. I've also seen it on your chair. I'm perhaps on the floor. I'm a spiller, but I come I come by it naturally. My dad has a great story. We whip this story out once a year, once every other year or so. Okay. Because it's just so crazy to me. And maybe it won't be funny to anybody else out there, but it's funny to me because I can just picture the thing, you know, the whole (laughs) event. See, Dad spent some time in Vietnam. Okay, yeah. And, of course, that that plays into how these guys think, you know? It it just gets in your head. And Mm -hmm. I know there's plenty of stories where a car would backfire and Dad talks about they're walking down the road and all of a sudden he's laying in the ditch. Right. You know, it's just ingrained. You hear Mm -hmm. that sound and you go down. Well, anyway, Dad tells a story about how uh, they had moved into the house that I basically grew up in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It someday will be a historical spot that people will visit. Of course it will be. So current Uh owners, just buckle up, Uh preserve it as best you can because the crowds are coming. (laughs) Right. Anyway, at that house, mom was doing some painting. Okay. And so she was working in the hallway. And I don't know how dad missed it, but when he went to bed Uh and mom left a ladder in the hallway, a step ladder, leaning against the wall with the can of paint I believe, on the top of the ladder. I hope the lid was on the key. Yeah, I think it was just kind of leaning there. Or I can't remember exactly how it went. Maybe it was just a court. Maybe there... I know it doesn't matter. There was paint paint spilled at some point. Anyway, Dad gets up in the middle of the night. And it's funny because, of course, all dads, I think... Well, maybe now pajamas are a thing. But back then, sleeping in your underpants was the thing. Yeah. Right? Uh That's just what it was. Yeah, my dad did It's always uncomfortable. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. I've seen him, you know, have have an argument uh-huh. with somebody, or he's yelling at me about something late at night, standing there and in his underpants. And it's hard to take them seriously. Is, in fact, <laughs> at, to this day, I get fully dressed before I have an argument with somebody or try to talk about something right, seriously. Right, because it's just awkward. <laughs> it's, you have no high ground when you're standing there no, in your it's like whitey tighties you trying to, to uh, make a point. Imagine in a speech that everyone's yes. in their underwear. It's the same thing, and it's anyway, hard to take it seriously. Yeah, so Dad's booking it down the hallway in his yeah. little whitey tighties <laughs> and. In the haze of the morning, uh-huh. he sees this form and, of course, makes the logical conclusion that all handsome men would do and assume that there's an intruder. Right. Of course. And Dad tells the story that he just looked at the thing and it looked back at him and he thought in his head, well, if you're not going to strike first, I'm going for it. So Dad jumps in and starts beating the ladder oh, up. No. Mom comes running out of the bedroom and paint's falling all over the place. Oh, Dad's breaking no. his knuckles on the ladder. <laughs> Big mess on the carpet. Uh-huh. I think Mom ended up getting new carpet out of that whole thing. I just had a phone call, but I hung up very quickly. <laughs> and this is the thing that you tell other people other before people. they enter the studio. Anyway, big paint mess. Yeah. That's what I wanted to get to because uh-huh. it happens. Yeah. You know, we're working. We think we're being careful. Sometimes it's just a drip or a drop. Right. Sometimes you Sometimes really. It's a disaster. Yeah. You really kick something over like the right. guy in the very first segment that we talked yeah. about. And the thing is. Before you have an utter meltdown and panic. Which is what tends to happen. It's normally how I try to solve most of my problems. (laughs) Yes. The the thing is, this is fixable. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah, nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. And here's what you need to do. So we're talking latex paint. Yes. You kick over a half a gallon. You Mm -hmm. drop a quart. You spill a little bit onto your carpet. Right. The big things that you need to do is you need to know what to do. Uh That's important. Yep. And you need to do it very quickly. Yes. Because once the paint dries, everything gets harder. Well, that's the key to all of this. You have to keep the paint wet. So if you can get on it right away, great. If you can't, you need to be covering that with some plastic or something (laughs) that's going to keep it wet because the only way to get it out of the carpet is if it's wet. At least the easiest way. It can be removed dry, but much, much harder. Right. So here's the thing. One of my favorite tools to tell people should be in your paint kit Mm -hmm. is a wet dry vac. Yes. So a shop vac. Just in case. Make sure you've got one and make sure it's clean. This is the one big mistake I had (laughs) is I'd use the uh, hose and that shop vac to clean out the soot, you know, from a fireplace. And then later use that same one on the carpet without cleaning it in between. And I made the problem 10 times worse. At that point, you are perfectly free to panic all you want. Yes. Because it's probably due. Right. But anyway, what you need to do, if you've got a paint spill, Mm -hmm. hopefully you've got a shop vac ready to go. Yes. You know, remove the filter, that yeah. paper filter. Yeah. You shouldn't use that when you're vacuuming up water anyway. You're going to just wreck it and it gets very yucky. Uh-huh. So empty it out, get all the dust and dirt out of it, remove the filter, get the shop vac up there. Mm-hmm. Then you got to go and address the paint that's spilled on the floor. We always yes. recommend getting, whether it's large pieces of cardboard, if you've got great mm-hmm. big joint knives, you know, putty knives yep, for drywall, anything like that. Even to a scoop. dust pan. If you're in yes. a pinch, a dust pan works great for getting up large amounts of paint. Perfect. Get the bulk of the paint up. Yeah. All right. Then you need to get a bucket of warm water. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to start using detergents and soaps yet. No. Right now it's just clean water. Yep. Maybe get a cup or something that you can pour it out from. You get the shop vac going mm-hmm. and you start introducing water to the spill and vacuuming up yeah. as you go. You're you, trying to dilute that paint so that it's it's like water, essentially. Right. You're adding a lot of water, but you're trying to do it in such a way that you are removing it 
as you go. You don't want to just right. dump a whole bucket on there because yeah. adding too much water can be a problem. Yep. So keep doing that. It may take a half an hour. It may take uh-huh. 40 minutes. It could take two hours, right. depending on how much paint. But you should be able to eventually remove it and get it up. Yeah. And that's the big thing. Once you've got that done, if you do any blotting or anything with towels, which mm-hmm. you should do to try to dry those spots, right. make sure that you are blotting it. Yeah, if don't you start scrubbing scrub. it, you can damage the fibers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more that you can do, you know, other things that you can do. If you happen to have a problem like that, just give us a call. Mm-hmm. We can walk you through it. But having the shop vac ready to go is a great way to go. It is. A little insurance policy. Exactly. And that's it, Betsy. That's all the time we've got. If you want to hear this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And if you happen to stumble on a ladder in your hallway and mistake it for an intruder <laughs> with evil intent uh-huh. and beat it up and spill paint on your carpet, yes, we can help you get it out. We can, as long as you keep it wet. Keep it wet. Thanks for listening. 